Hello once again, loyal listeners, and welcome to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and with the country bear jamboree finally closed down for good, I'm now mm. performing at bar mitzvahs, baptisms, weddings, and funerals. No, of course. <laughs> and I'm Dan Ryan. Yeah. And, uh, wow, that really shook you to the core, huh? It did, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I am certainly not a corrupt burger bun magnet, mm. so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, more anime on the dockets. Uh, a Dan favorite in this Dark Jonathan arc. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why I've been so generous with you lately. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And, and off mic, you've continually threatened. That <laughs> I bullied you. That this is this is only a trap uh, leading to something much worse. But I I don't I don't know. Yeah. How yeah. could it be? Hmm. I don't know what that could mean, I'll but... I'll never tell. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we have a lot of news to cover this week, be it anime, video games, or uh, movies, mm-hmm. some big movie news. Um, so, you want to start, or should I start? Um, I suppose I will start with uh, some movie news, because oh it is it is old hat, but yes. uh, like you, mm-hmm. this past week I finally watched The Holdovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent movie. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I, I feel like I've said this every year, maybe, but mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, because the podcast has kind of prompted me to, to watch more things and discuss more things. Yes. But it really feels like there is a, a full dance card this year. Like, yeah. I, I've i loved every movie I've seen, mm-hmm. and I kind of want all of them to get some kind of recognition, and so I know it's not possible, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the, the Holdovers was just a like a... A great, very heartwarming movie, mm-hmm. and I definitely loved like the the seventies throwback vibe with the the way that the credits looked and the just the general sound and and look of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it really just did feel like one of those like old timey coming of age movies that yeah. they don't make a lot How of Ashby, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Thoroughly recommend that, and I would really like Paul Giamatti to get some recognition for yeah, that one. So I, I think he will. I think this is his year. Mm-hmm. Um, he does give a powerful performance in that, and it doesn't overstay. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed The Holdovers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, was like a back-to-back, almost poor things viewing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll be nice to see them butt heads. Of course, the Oscars did come out, the, the nominations. Yes. And I have some things to discuss. Um, Past Lives, All of Us Strangers, The Iron Claw, May, December, and Asteroid City, all robbed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the most glaring omissions for me, personally. Well, to clarify, because I was actually confused as to why The Iron Claw was omitted as well. Was that a time thing? It wasn't a time thing. A24 just didn't really, like market for it. Yeah, there was very limited marketing for it. And that's for, um... I guess all of this, all of the strangers too, um, didn't really have that much of a marketing push until recently. Yeah, um, yeah. So, say lovey, but <laughs> we'll be upset that still Smokey isn't nominated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> They're never gonna get enough hot dogs now, Dan. No, they There's won't. Never gonna be enough now. And I was surprised. Yeah. I thought it would at least get something. But I thought that Charles Melton would get something. Yeah, a lot of people wanted him. He was on a lot of lists. Um, and Asteroid City, Oh Alien, Brother Art Thou, robbed for best original song. Should have been up there. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I would've, but is that normal for Wes Anderson movies to not get any nod Usually or... he gets a production or costume design, and okay. that was lacking this year. Okay, because yeah. I, I, I would know, because this was my first year. Oh, it's true, experiencing Immersed in that yeah. world, but, eh. 
Um, other than that, of course, Barbie got a lot of noms, but not mm-hmm. the ones that truly mattered. Not one for Greta and not one for Margot. Yes, which was strange. Yeah, because I think in the Barbie movie, if you don't give Barbie anything, it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, and and I, I've seen a lot of, you know, the, the discourse that is ongoing about that, about why, you know, it was strange to do that, but nominate America Ferrer. Ryan Gosling yeah. and... I, I don't, I feel like if we we got, like, a bunch of Academy people in here with their monocles and their mm-hmm. top hats and everything, that maybe they could debate us out of Margot Robbie mm-hmm. getting nominated. But I think Greta Gerwig, at the very least, For considering, director, like, yeah. the... The direction and, like, the production design of well, that movie. Well, it's nominated and... for book, um, adapted, adapted book, um, best picture, and that's odd that the director wasn't nominated, too, if it's on y- both y- of those lists. Yeah, I, I don't, I just, I really don't get Greta Gerwig not getting a nod. Like, like, Margot Robbie, I would have liked to see nominated, but I, I don't, again, maybe if you polled the Academy people, it'd be like, oh, well, she's starring in a movie, you know that's about a toy line mm. and we're going to ignore the message of it completely, but we're going to give it to America Ferreira for and her Ryan, monologue. And Ryan Gosling for, for being Ken. For being funny. Yeah. It's weird, but I could see them attempting to justify I don't know why I don't know why Greta wouldn't get a knob mm-hmm. nod. So yeah. um also some snubs, no Joe Hisiyashi or Godzilla for score. Yes. But there were some victories. Godzilla was nominated. Special you effects, know, yeah. That's great to see. The team was all very excited with their Godzilla miniatures surrounding them. I am... <laughs> you know that I am pulling for them to get I that know, special effects. I know. I, I know that, that I'm going to be pissed when I end up watching it, but, like, I <laughs> I really hope that... Because if you, if you haven't seen Minus One... I haven't. The... There are moments in that, like, the, the one that was featured in marketing was the boat chase, where Godzilla is emerging from the sea and pursuing the, like, little, you know, fishing boat from behind. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell if it's if it's CGI or if it's a practical puppet used with a miniature because of how incredibly Seamless detailed it is. Yeah. It is. And w- what uh, what else is up in that category? Because I know it's going to be something special that effects? pisses me off, I mean, that, that it's going to be... If you banter, I'll look it up. Yeah. So so anyway, like, please just give it to Godzilla minus one, please. That, that's mm-hmm. that's my. I I think it just really deserves that, and I think considering you know, some of the stuff that that Toho has innovated in its own way in the past, I think it would be really cool if they finally got mm. some attention for doing that. But um, but some poor thing. I don't wait. This isn't the nomination list. Sorry. Because Jonathan's going to look it up, yeah. but I'm I'm almost positive that, that there's going to be something else in there with a moderate amount of special effects that's probably going to be considered artsy. Mm. And that's what my, my fear is. Uh, the Creator? Ugh. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. Mission Impossible, Mission Dead Reckoning, Impossible, wait, hold on, Mission Impossible, Mission, Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and Napoleon. Okay. <laughs> Okay, no, no. When I, I, <laughs> yeah. when I, when I looked at this category, my concern is that they're going to give it to Guardians Three as Ew. like a, as like a, as like an encompassing of all three movies. But that is my, that is my stress point there. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I don't want that to happen because yeah. I feel like Godzilla minus one has been the movie people are talking about this year. Mm-hmm. So that's 
I'm obviously biased, but... It's got yeah. a lot of re-releases, too, and still more to come, so yeah. that bodes well. We can only just hope that these old white men sit down and enjoy a Godzilla film as much as we do. Yeah, and I, I need to... <laughs> I do need to see the creator still, but, uh, y- you know, I just want Godzilla to win something, but go on. Yeah. And then throw in Bradley Cooper his bone. <laughs> that mm-hmm. really sticks in my craw. <laughs> just... We knew it was gonna happen. I know. <laughs> and he's I, gonna get he's gonna be boohoo about it now. <laughs> he is, and I, I just really want Paul Giamatti to get that. It's gonna happen. I feel like that will definitely happen. But uh the um, main actress and supporting actress tight race this year mm-hmm. all around. That's gonna be the one I'm looking for, as always. The mothers, mm-hmm. the queens among us. Yes. Yeah. But overall, better than I expected. Like every Oscar list could use a lot of improvement, but nothing too glaring. We don't have any green books this year. <laughs> no, yeah. certainly not. And one thing I, another thing I'm pleased with is that uh, the, you know, required placing of Wish in that animated category was not done. <laughs> yeah. Like, for once, yeah. it just wasn't done, and Elemental, which I think ended up kind of becoming like a sleeper hit with, with me and yeah. a lot of other people, yeah. was like, okay, there was a lot of love and care put into that movie, mm-hmm. put that up instead of Wish, and, and you know... <laughs> I, I'm glad to see that that category panned out the way it, it did. Because there's also on there is, um, oh, what is it, Nimona? Nemo- oh, yeah, yeah, Nimona, the one that Disney didn't want. Yeah, so I, I, I like the competition that's going on there. And obviously the boy and the heron, yeah, too. I so. want the boy and the heron to win, because yeah. I really was affected by that film. But, you know, I'd be fine with any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, good to show. I just wish that, you know, we'd follow the Guillermo del Toro method and just nominate an animated movie for maybe Best Picture. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that'll happen sometime in our lifetime. It should be. Yeah. yeah. It would It would add a little, you know, it would kind of give it the prestige it deserves yeah. instead of the same canned written joke about... We just usually give it to the Disney movie, and then <laughs> yeah. and then everyone laughs, and then the Jonathans in the audience throw their champagne. So yeah. <laughs> maybe not do that. Yes, fucking hate. <laughs> you hate award shows, yeah, Dad. I've never met. Dad doesn't hate much, but award shows really. <laughs> Dan just gets inflamed. Uh, do we talk about video games or anime next? Uh, go for anime. Anime? Alright, so I'm watching One Piece. Mm-hmm. I'm still going. I'm still on this merry-go-round voyage mm-hmm. of getting to Egghead Island. Mm-hmm. And it's revealed that Steampunk, or uh, what's his name? Steam- Vegapunk? Vegapunk, yeah. Sorry, two things Dan loves, Vegapunk and Steampunk. Yes. <laughs> uh, Vegapunk is like this Power Rangers force mm-hmm. with all different numbers and names. And I was like, oh, that's a fun little reveal. Well, and and it is a fun reveal, and it does get more fun because there's more explanation coming for that very soon. I know, their names after light, evil, <laughs> yeah. strength, and there's, vitality. There's yeah. very much a reason for that, and mm-hmm. I don't know how soon it gets explained, but there is a pretty cool explanation for what's going on mm-hmm. there. That kind of, like, subverts some stuff. I mean, this whole episode was just eating food out of that food machine, that Spy Kids food machine. Yes. And that's the only thing I love. Well, because we... I just need one of them. I'm pretty sure based on the preview, we got some emotional trauma coming next. Oh, yeah, for for Bonnie. I think I predicted who her father figure might be, though. Yeah. I think I (laughs) pieced together. Yeah. There's a chance. Yeah. Who's in the opening? It's unbearable. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, but next I have Delicious in Dungeon, mm-hmm. continuing that watch with an episode a week. This episode focused on golems and gole- golems. 
and orcs mm-hmm. um and coming together through food it was just like how these earth golems are uh used as like kind of a uh, a place to plant these vegetables that are then harvested in the dungeon mm-hmm. and then our one um dwarf character kind of sells them and he works with the orcs mm-hmm. and we just learn about two cultures coming together yeah and i thought it was really quaint and cute and mm-hmm. like this anime is keeping my attention i'm loving the tropes here mm-hmm. i just like the vibe no, of course. This is yeah. the year of good vibes. It's quality. Yeah. It is. Um, and then more good vibes, more surprises. Has been hotel. I'm loving it, baby. And I, I'm going to start it. Call me Hot Topic Edgelord, baby, but I'm liking this, especially due to the songs and the vocal cast. The yes. songs are continuing to slap and getting more and more like layered and nuanced with all these Broadway actors that we got here. We got Jeremy Jordan as a uh, Lucifer, uh, Patina Miller's here, Jessica Vox, uh, uh, Darren Chris, all these Broadway names that just showed up for this A24 Amazon animated hellscape adventure. Yes. Yeah. And I've been very impressed by the music too, mm-hmm. and that's probably going to get me to watch it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was not expecting the music to, to go that hard, mm-hmm. and sure enough, it is. Right. So that's all the anime I got. You got any anime? Uh no same same as same anime as you so right. nothing uh, nothing at the moment but mm-hmm. um in preparation for uh you know well um, I I can't mm-hmm. go into that without spoiling things mm-hmm. so never mind we'll move All on right. to video games interesting yeah. leaving yeah. us a tease Dan. yes mm-hmm. I am uh video games Splatoon side order DLC is coming out next month February twenty second okay and I will say this again the Octo expansion for Splatoon two was the best DLC Nintendo or may any video game company has ever produced mm-hmm. it was short it was it was I wouldn't say short it was like meaty for its weight and its length mm-hmm. um it it had its challenges for Nintendo game like parts of it were difficult mm-hmm. um it expanded on the story and the lore. We got an Octoling out of it, and this looks to be doing much the same, except this time you've got those Panatone paint chips that you're using, and that's gonna that's gonna rub my my sore spot in the right way. I love a <laughs> I love a Panatone paint chip, Dan. Of course, yeah. I love it when it's an RPG element, like you add plus two, and it changes the color of your character. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, we're going through like this tower because. Um, the last DLC was based on the uh, the first Splatfest, like final Splatfest, the victor here. Now, this one's based on order when the game is based on chaos. Mm-hmm. So we get that duality, which I also enjoy that the Splatoon team does. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Those squids are close to my heart. Um, Zelda and Splatoon digital concerts are coming. Okay. That's always fun. I know they were delayed. They were supposed to be in person, but now they're offering them to everyone, I think, via YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, could check them out. The music's always stellar there. Mm-hmm. And they put care, like, giving the uh, the uh, squidlings, like, hologram Miku projections. And, like, everyone in the audience <laughs> gets glow sticks, and it's like a, a rager in Japan, because they go hard for the Splatoon concerts mm-hmm. over there. And, I mean, Zelda is probably a classy affair, as always. Yeah. yeah. I would assume. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check those out. Um... Then I got some more news for me. And I mean, it's early. Um, We are due for... I'm not going to say it yet because it's not February. But February is a big direct month. But Nintendo's giving us little things piecemeal, as they often do. Um, We got a teaser for March for Princess Peach Showtime with two new costumes. Mm -hmm. Being Cowboy Peach and Ninja Peach. Yes. (laughs) Both things I enjoyed. Cowboy Peach is now my new icon. I I love, I stan. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just looks like me in a game, and I no, know as does. a 30-year-old man, I shouldn't be so excited about a 
Princess Peach goes to the theater game, but no. I'll be playing a day one. Yeah, by all means. I I probably will too, because I've been asking for a Peach game for a while. Mm-hmm. But um but we're also I mean we're due for like Thousand Year Door remat yes, like because yes. technically the only official things on the lineup for Nintendo are those Mario remat. Like mm-hmm. or Peach, mm-hmm. Thousand Year Door, Donkey Kong Rabbids, whatever the fuck it is, and yeah. then uh, I think a fourth one. Yeah. But that's it. And mm-hmm. then, because then well, Bloomberg... A new system's a-coming. You know, yeah. heavily implied that a, a bigger Switch <laughs> 2... Not with an OLED screen, though, which is an odd choice. But... That'll be later to milk yeah, more money I out know, of you. I'll buy it again. Um, I know. But, presumably, the Switch successor, which mm-hmm. maybe is fall or Christmas of this year... Yeah. Um... And here's my controversial take. Mm. I think it just be, should be called the Super Switch. Super Switch? Yeah, I like that. Because that would go back to the old Nintendo naming convention. No, it's going to be like called the... Switch AZ. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and they'll have little baguette on the front. And It's been 300 years. It, it and has... you won't get Pokemon Z on it. You'll get something else instead. No, well, yeah. I mean, that, that, that depends even what remake we get next. Yeah. But uh, And then some Ninja... Uh, sorry, some pink, Peach Pink Joy-Con were revealed. Yes. And I would, but there's that new system coming, so I won't. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, then, rocking the video game world this week, Dan. Yes, you promised is a gotcha it, question. Is it time? Yeah, go yeah, for my it. My readers of my paper, you know, they, they want your opinions yeah, on everything. the paper is dry. It's dry, Dan. Yeah. I'm here to ask you the big question. You, you're gonna have to issue a statement on this. Okay. Any thoughts on Pow World, Dan? Um, <laughs> you sweats profusely. You warned me that this question was coming, mm-hmm. in a rather controversial move, you fed me the debate questions ahead of time, yeah. so I'm going to... I did have time to think on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my, uh, answer is maybe not what you would expect. Mm. I am not mad or anti-Pal World. Mm. Um... I'm I'm more so mad like the Twitter slash X fan base at this point. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of like the streamers who have been going along with this. Uh because first of all, there are other RPGs that revolve around monster collecting or, or building yes, your party. Yeah, monster Rancher, Dragon Quest. Unironically, Yokai Watch, Yo-Kai Shin Megami Watch, Tensei. Shin Megami like, Tensei Persona. Persona. Yeah. And every time one of those has been labeled a Pokemon killer. Oh, and even the Digimon games. Uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth is mm-hmm. a fantastic monster catching game, and I've heard no one talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um,. Uh, unironically, I would not mind a Pokemon game being something like, like Digimon that. Cyber Sleuth. Mm. It was a it was a fantastic game. Mm. Um, but this thing with Pal World is that is not what Pokemon is, and it's it's very bizarre to me that um, people want it to be that mm-hmm. um, because I understand that that. And I agree with the desire to have, like, a more open-world experience, uh, you know, where you can interact more directly with the Mons, ride them, like, freely. Them give them guns. <laughs> but I don't agree with the guns yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't like guns, yeah. I, I agree with, like, Legends Arceus-type, you know, technical stuff, because I, I 
to this day, I shill for Legends Arceus for people to go play that. It's mm-hmm. a simple, pretty brief playthrough. It is, it is, it is great, art style wise, play wise, everything else. Um, but no guns, no eating them, no, mm-hmm. no. In my opinion, it should not be like a massively multiplayer online shit show. Mm-hmm. I know that that I don't know if people want to hear that, but I don't think that that's what like a classic RPG needs to be. Yeah. I I Yeah, I feel the same. You know, I feel like we're kind of uh, over-indicted with um uh, open worlds at this point, and I think, you know, sometimes simpler is better. You know, and and if if you wanted to make like a Genshin impact out of Pokémon, mm-hmm. you could do that. Yeah. Maybe in like a spin-off capacity. Like there's nothing stopping Game Freak from giving the license to somebody to, to make a game like that, that's within, you know, that is certainly within the realm of possibility if they, you know, if Nintendo wants that money. But there are people out there saying, oh, well, Game Freak's been missing out on money this whole time by not making a massively multiplayer online shit show. I'm like, like no, that's not what the games are. That's not what they've ever been. It's just, that's not Pokemon. That's like not, you want a different game, and it's okay to want a different game. Like, it's... By all means, try different games. Yeah. <laughs> there are other things out there. Mm-hmm. Um, try reading a book. <laughs> or try reading a book. And and it's just like, whenever like the official Pokemon account posts something, it's just it's just botted comments after comment, like Power World, Power World for the World. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like... Part it, of that could be like the beast of the internet, though. It is, you know, yeah. Latching on, like the lamprey to the shark that is X. But I would also... The, the thing also with Pal World 2 is that... And I think this is something that could easily be rectified as they continue to patch it or come out with different like iterations of it. Is that a lot of the designs do look like Pokemon. And some of them are exact models. Some of them that, are exact that's models. That's my one sticking point, is like... We can have all these great fan games made of Pokemon. Yeah. And they'll take care and energy and won't disrupt the canon or anything. Like, yeah. it'll have features that Pokemon players really want in their games, and Nintendo and Game Freak will immediately take them down. Yeah. But this is like, wow. And, and that's the thing that, like, they. The designs of the monsters, and they seem. To all be Pokemon shapes with, like, Neopet facial features. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that more Digimon-esque designs would be would fit, like, the whole gun mm-hmm. using them yeah, for slave Digimon labor. Digimon already has some with guns. Because Digimon has, like, edgy designs like that that fit all of those, that, like, check all of those boxes and stuff. And it's like, it just feels like the, the contrast between the cutesy stuff and then the murdering is supposed to be, like, the joke. But then you have the Pokemon fans who are like, oh, this is what we've always wanted. And... (laughs) It's just what I always wanted. And at a certain point, (laughs) like I do with the Star Wars fan base, I'm just kind of like, yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's whatever. But the the fan base is going to be how they are, and it it is what it is, but it's just kind of like... I will fully agree... You know, that it's not good to simp for an extremely wealthy video game company. Mm-hmm. Um, game Freak does need to take more time and put more effort into the things they do. Uh, but as I've always argued, if the internet feels compelled to have a shit show over this, then if Pokemon should ever change hands developer wise, 
all of that'll be ten times worse. Because mm. uh, every single time someone something gets bought out or the property changes hands, the fan like, well, I feel like they've lost a lot of heart and so and that's every time. Mm. So just think on that. I think Game Freak has heard complaints. I think they know what people are expecting from them now. I don't know how quickly any of that will show in the final product, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to step their shit up. I, I think they, you know, they're inching closer to a, like, release schedule maybe where another company does a remake while they work on a main series game. You know, it's, it's you know, lots of possibilities for the future. But the internet is exhausting, is what I'm getting at. So that's that's my that's my take right, on this, on Pal World. This State of the Union, this press conference has almost come to a close. One more question, Dan: What's your favorite type of pasta? Uh, <laughs> what are the big tubes? Rigatoni. Yes, those. <laughs> but I have more video game stuff to talk about. Oh well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, for one thing, I've been playing Prince of Persia. Ah, excellent game. Still, mm-hmm. highly recommend that. Um, and, you know, to your happiness, I've been playing Persona 5 Royal. I've seen you lurking, yeah. I, I felt the urge, I picked it back up this week, and I must say, mm-hmm. I do love it. Yes. And I love it because every time I feel like I'm encountering a video game thing that would otherwise make me, like, roll my eyes or give up, Persona 5 subverts it. It mm-hmm. sidesteps it. Like, I, I was playing this week, and I'm in the stretch where uh, Morgana has a, like a crisis of faith, yes. and he's sad cat yes, for a bit. Yes. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh. Ryuji oh. says something mean to him. He does. <laughs> Ryu, no, Ryuji is a dick <laughs> to him. Says something mean to Morgana. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Is this going to be like an edgy, the, the yeah, silly to, character? Your dad goes off. Yeah. Like, the silly character is going to do something mm-hmm. that's going to feed into the final. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. just like a little while later, they talked it out, mm-hmm. and things got resolved. I'm like, okay. And you met Haru. And I met Haru, <laughs> and then I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Is this going to be like another in-game three weeks where Haru slowly opens up to us, and then we have to figure out what her deal is? Mm-hmm. But no, nope. Haru was just like, hey, I already spoke <laughs> yeah. to your... My backstory is this. <laughs> yeah, I, I spoke to your cat. <laughs> yeah. My dad's gonna sell me off <laughs> yes. to my to, yes. to my fiancé. So, yeah. Help me. <laughs> yeah. and, I'm like, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, yeah. It's so refreshing. Yeah, I, I don't have to do yeah. it. Like, this is... Wow! This is against... I can just play the game! Every RPG <laughs> instinct I have. Like, she's just... I can just do the thing. And I got into the stupid sci-fi space burger bun yeah. uh, Death Star mission. Yeah. I'm loving it. All I'm saying is, if you're not following a guide, make friends with a doctor and uh, Akechi. Yes. Because then you get the, the post-game content. Mm-hmm. That's quality content over there. Yeah, I, I've been I've been trying to be cognizant of all the, the confidants. All right, because I know it's so. your first time. Yes, uh, but I'm enjoying uh, it, and just in time for Persona Four Reload, or Persona Three Reload to come out. Yes, yeah. and I do still need to finish Four I mean, because yeah. I'm enjoying Four. Yeah, but... but you can play this; it'll be on the hype train, you know. Yeah. Train. yeah. But I'm glad. But you're no, I Persona. I'm I'm loving it. I and, knew it. <laughs> and even like the anime esque renditions of all the like the gods and goddesses as the uh, mm-hmm. the. The personas, yeah. they've grown on me. Like I'm like, oh shit! Like mm-hmm. these, 
you know, it was one of those things where every time I started a playthrough of, of Persona 5, they never, I never vibed with them. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm like, okay, these are, these are really cool designs. They're all based on something and, you know, I, I like them. I'm, I'm trying to experiment with them. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's been my video game news, I suppose. I'm oh, and Golden Sun. Oh, yes. You've been playing Golden Sun? Golden Sun is out. Oh, yeah. You're me in like the 2000s, Dan, with all these yeah. RPGs. Yeah. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a whole new world. I yeah. know. <laughs> it's about time. But yeah, yep. I, th- I think that's all. Well, the... That's all I got. And you know I didn't work on any tangents this week. <laughs> well, um... I, I kind of did. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to swing an idea past you, mm. or sort of maybe feed it to you, and then see what you think, and feed then, uh, you know. Because um, my my creative process has slowed down a bit recently, and I apologize for that. You know, I've just been trying to put more care into each of the things that I do, and mm-hmm. it's 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 been more difficult to kind of get that those gears turning yeah. so stuff is still coming but i apologize for the the lack of speed no apologies neither but um uh last night i was thinking as we move into the villain teams rosemary and time the two twins on team thorn i had a thought for the two of them uh regional variants for vile plume and blossom okay uh because the, right now those I are obviously those, yep. A branched evolution for Gloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vile Plume is the big Raphael's a flower. Yes. Blossom is the little loved, you know, hula dancer. Yeah. And I'm thinking, perhaps for their regional forms, one idea is I could switch them. Yeah. Blossom funny. becomes the big cumbersome. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Raphael's a Vile Plume gets mm-hmm. like a beauty makeover. Mm-hmm. Or you know, we we think of something like yeah. South like South American plants okay. to base them off of. Because uh, I don't think it matters what Gloom... Because Gloom doesn't look like Blossom either, so it doesn't really... Mm. Oh, so so that those are the ideas. Either switch their themes or, uh, you know... Come up with something that's adjacent to South America. Yeah. Okay. So that's... Because uh, I think... I, I was thinking a lot about it. I love Victory Bell as is. Mm. I think Victory Bell is perfect. perfection, yeah. So, and then since we have, like, an, like an Amazon jungle, I think Victory Bell we'll as it right is in, is yeah. right at home there. Yeah. But Vile Plume and Blossom don't get a lot of attention, mm-hmm. usually. So I figured maybe we'll give them something. Yeah. And that way Rosemary and Time can throw them out okay. in double battles. I like that. And we can give them abilities that, that you know... Mm-hmm. Correspond to that. Yeah. So, that's my idea. On. Love yeah. that. All right. I'll put cool. in my noodle. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we get into the episode proper? Please do. All right. So today we're watching a 2008 classic from the vaults. Mm-hmm. The legendary Soul Eater. Megan yes. the Stallion, huge fan of this series as well. Having a real year, a real week this week, Megan. <laughs> but, you know, we've always been hotties, so you know which side we fall on. Um, but Soul Eater, you may remember from our pizza party. I believe we watched episode 7 there, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the midpoint. Uh, Soul Eater's 51, 52 episodes long. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like the midpoint for this introductory arc. Like, yes. setting the stakes. Um, and we'll get to that either the next time we watch Soul Eater or right now. I don't remember how it falls exactly. But today we are watching five episodes of Soul Eater, and I'm trekking through at least, for the time being proper, part one of the series, which is like the first 30 or so episodes out of 51. Um, The series does kind of transition at a halfway point, and then there's Soul Eater Not, which is another story. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But we'll cross that bridge as we come to it, if you like the results that are present here. Of course. Um, so today, the drawing board comes out, and he is just a school drawing board. Okay. Hey, <laughs> with, phew. With kids, kids graffiti on it, you know, little signatures and such, perhaps a doodle of Lord Death. Yeah. In the corner. Just that, a fun schoolyard chum. That's not terrifying. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. Um, but a little bit of information provided by Drawing Board Kuhn and, of course, Wikipedia and other online sources. Uh, Soul Eater is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Atsushi Akubo, a Japanese manga artist known for his work on the manga series Soul Eater and Fire Force, mm-hmm. which Dan has mentioned previously. Yes. Uh, both of which has been adapted into anime television series. Uh, Okubo worked uh, as an assistant under Rando Ayano. Amine uh, on the manga series Get Backers. He also created some artworks for the video game TCG Lord of Vermilion, as well as some character designs for Jonathan Favorites, Bravely Default, <laughs> and Bravely Second End Layer. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm. yeah. <laughs> yum yum yum. Uh, Soul Eater is set at Death Weapon Meister Academy, Academy or DWMA for short, located in the fictional Death City in Nevada, United States. Uh, the school right is near in, Asteroid City, actually. Is, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right there. Um, the school is run by Shinigami, also known as Death, as a training facility for humans. With with the ability to transform into weapons, as well as the wielders of those weapons called Meisters. Uh, attending the school are Maka Alburn and her scythe partner, Soul Eater, may be an important character there, mm-hmm. um, Assassin Blackstar and his partner, Subaki uh, uh, Nakatsukasa, uh, who turns into various ninja weapons, and the Shinigami's son, Death Jr., Death the Kid, and his pistol partners, Liz and Patty Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Meister student's goal is to have their weapons absorb the souls of 99 evil humans and one witch, which dramatically increases the weapon's power and turns them into a death site that is then used by Lord Death. Mm-hmm. So that's the main goal of this series. As to if they kind of stick to it, it's loosey-goosey with the role, uh, the rules on okay. this. But um, at least at the beginning, it's like, oh, this is what they're working towards. Mm-hmm. I can't say for certain if any of those characters ever reach that point, but it is a goal that they set for Well, themselves. I would assume to keep the series ongoing, it yeah. would be, yeah. Uh, before the anime, Akubo wrote three one-shots starring the main trio of Meisters and Weapons, all published by Square Enix, spanning about 25 volumes running from 2004 to 2013. That's the manga in its entirety entirety uh square then compiled the series into soul eater the perfect edition in 2020 uh simultaneously released during the run was a spin-off series soul eater not which was five volumes and also received an anime adaptation in 2014 with 12 episodes uh soul eater was the seventh best-selling manga in 2008 with 3,000 oh i can't you know three million three million i can't read numbers three million seventy six thousand three hundred and fifty one copies sold as of july 2019 the manga had 19.6 million copies in circulation Mm -hmm. so popular manga um, it's t- turned into a successful anime. Definitely. And I remember back in the day, this was like one of the popular ones. Um, I remember oh, watching yeah. this and like, it, I think it was the, this was the first thing I watched when I got Netflix for the first time because mm-hmm. they had that. And I was like, Ooh, Soul Eater's here. Yeah. So, um, Soul Eater is a 51 episode anime adaptation was directed by Takuya, uh, Igarashi, Sailor Moon Superstars or on High School Host Club and Bungo Stray Dogs. So mm-hmm. As a director, so a little common thread there. And produced by Bones, Anaplex, Detsu, Media Factory, and TV Tokyo. Bones and Anaplex were responsible for the animation and music production, respectively. 
the scenario writer was Akatsuki Yamatoya, who based the anime stories on Okubo's, uh, sorry, Okubo's uh, original concepts. Character design was held by Yoshiyuki Ito, with uh, overall art direction by Norafumi Nakamura. Uh, the anime's conceptual design was done by Shinji Aramaki, Director of Metal Skin Panic, Maddox 01, Appleseed, Evangelion, Another Impact, Ultraman, Ghost in the Shell, uh, SAC 2045, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, just to name a few, uh, mm. designer for the Transformers, Digimon Tamers, yeah. and Astro Boy 2003 TV series. Of course. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, I just, the list goes on and on. And, um, you know, just to name a few of them. Um, some anime reviews as follows in her 2008 anime preview guide Casey uh, Brinza of Anime News Network wrote though Soul Eater should not be surprising anyone with its standard tournament plot structure it has some serious style to burn like D. Gray Man it is deeply indebted to Tim Burton's idiosyncratic uh, gothic fantasy imagery think Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before K Christmas if you like them. Of course, and know? maybe we'll be seeing D. Gray Man at some oh point. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but this series does, if possible, execute it better. Chris Zimmerman of Comic Book Bin gave the series an A- rating. Zimmerman wrote that Soul Eater follows the shonen conventions of many other series, but it stands out due to its unrelenting humor and otherworldly feel. In addition to studio bones, a knack for cinematic design and eye-pleasing animation. Soul Eater was one of the jury-recommended works at the 12th Japan Media Arts Festival in 2008. Just for a little bit of background. So, you know, our drawing board coot has done his job mm -hmm. um, and provided us with an adequate base for Soul Eater. Mm -hmm. um, but my take, I want to review this as the best I can. I don't usually take on longer series, I say. I think um, Fulminal Alchemist Brotherhood is still my longest one to date. Mm -hmm. um, I, like I said, we won't get to this in its entirety in like one or two sittings of it. I may break it up. I may have a little gap in between. That's what I've been doing, but by all this, means. But for this first part, I kind of want to just, you know, keep them together for three or so episodes. Um, might divide into two parts with a little break in between with four or five episodes when we meet. Uh, I think it's stylish and a bit corny, um, but still worth a watch with a Halloween spooky flair flavor that could be any time mm -hmm. uh, year round. Um, I also want to see how it aged and how you respond to it, being that you haven't seen it yet. Or, you know, you've seen bits of it yet? Um, uh, I have watched Ooh. some of it okay. before. All right. Long ago, I did start it. I never finished it. Okay. Um, but like with many things on this podcast, I am excited to... It was the same deal as kind of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, going in it... Or, or into it on this pod for the sake of discussion, for the sake of, like, breaking it down with you, yeah. uh, has me excited. Like, because mm -hmm. I, again, this was not something that, just for whatever reason, I didn't continue all the way with. Um, but I think it's definitely one of... I don't know, it's a fave anime for a lot of people. And it definitely... Its style has stuck with me yeah, over the, the years. The style is definitely something that, you know, comes to mind when I think of anime. Yeah, just the look of it, the character designs, the flow of it, the mm -hmm. what you said with the Burton-esque backgrounds and stuff. It's, I don't know, there's a lot to, like, take in and enjoy with this series. So I'm looking forward to, you know, doing a deep dive into it. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you're going to have a few fan-favorite characters in this. Mm -hmm. I'll be interested to see... Your opinions on our main kind of trio of mm -hmm. kids and groups of Meister and Weapon. But, you know, just to get your opinions to keep an open mind. Of course. Because um, I know where this journey goes. I know yes. where it ends. I know where it leads. 
And I do not, not. so yeah. yeah. So I guess without further ado, let's get into Soul Eater. And oh, before we start, I gotta fix that picture frame. It's leaning slightly to the side in my, you know, you know how that makes me just crazy, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) You can relate, right? It's too askew. (laughs) Mm. loyal listeners and i've got an intense craving for pumpkin i don't know about my co-host dan ryan but we just watched the first five episodes of soul eater and dan ryan what did you think uh i love it Mm. but you already know i love i Mm. love soul eater um or at least what i've seen from it you know from the outside uh without fully ever getting into it Mm um but also i i always get really excited about like these these shonen beginning stretches mm-hmm. um as someone who has has struggled to start a story for a long time i think nothing kind of gets me inspired by like the first couple episodes of an anime like this because it's they all do it the di- s- similarly they, but different but different yeah exactly yeah. they they there's like a consistency to it but it's you know they do what they have to do to make sure that their new cast that they're introducing stands out and you know the gist of the plot and where it's heading-ish. Um, but I don't know. I just like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was worried it was going to be a little bit repetitive, but we've done that before on this show, and that's mm-hmm. just how the anime starts out. I don't know if I would recommend watching them all three back-to-back of the prologue chapters, because mm-hmm. they are kind of like the same. They do introduce these different characters mm-hmm. in unique ways, but uh, we get the gist of it repeated to us a couple times. Yes. Yeah. But um, that's essentially what happens here. We meet our, um, you know, our intrepid trio plus their weapons, mm-hmm. and uh, we get kind of the groundwork laid for the Deathmeister Academy. And then yes. we meet a few um, teachers, faculty, members. yeah, faculty members, but no main big bad just yet. Just no. Kishin in general. But uh, let's uh, get into the plot, shall we? Mm-hmm. With episode one, Residents of the Soul, will Soul Eater become a Death Scythe? I don't know about yet, but yeah. mm. Mm, just yet. Um, we begin with Maka telling us kind of the uh, the the oh mantra, gosh, the, the the mantra of the Reapers: uh, a sound soul dwells within a sound mind and a body, or and body. Um, Deathmeister Academy under the hot anthropomorphic sun. He's laughing about He's something. Spooky face, yeah, too scary for us. Founded by Death himself to protect and preserve peace and stop demons known as Kishins mm-hmm. from kind of consuming the world. And we do learn that Kishins are. Essentially warped versions of evil human beings. Yeah, they've consumed other souls, or they've, like, gotten into doing that, become addicted to it or something, and it's just, it's degraded them into monsters, pretty much. Yep, and then we get this bop of an opening. Uh, the theme is known as Residence by TM Revolution, mm-hmm. and it's cool. The animation's very fluid. Yep. Um, you know, a step above. I don't know, this first episode, the fight was very well animated, so they did put yes. a lot of budget into this first one, I think. I, a very fluid fight, and I love Jack T. Mm-hmm. Ripper. 
yep. that that shows up in this. Uh, every time I've gone to start this anime, mm-hmm. that part really stands out to me. So. Yeah. Uh, so a woman is being stalked and then eventually gruesomely murdered by a horrible Kishin, Jack the Ripper, eating souls for power. Uh, just as he's about to kill again, he's stopped by two students. We get Maka Alburn and uh, Meister and Soul Eater Evans, her death sight weapon. <laughs> That's right, he has a last name. I always forget, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Soul can turn into a scythe, uh, being used by Maka, and Soul Eater lives up to his name and eats the Kishin soul when they soundly defeat them after a very fluid fight between yes. them. And essentially, they're eating 99 souls of Kishins, and then they just need one witch's soul to become one of Lord Death's weapon, a Death Scythe. Yes. Um, uh, write 42-42-564 to call Death. <laughs> Remember 4322. 4322 for a good time call. Um, so they talk to Lord Death, and uh, Maka's mom was an excellent meister, but Maka's deadbeat dad, Death Scythe, or, or Spirit... Um, is Death's current Death Scythe. Yes. So, um, awkward family interactions all around. Um, last Witch Soul can be a little tricky, and if you mess this up, your progress goes back to zero. But and all, they're, yeah. they're assured that they won't be doing that. And all your previous souls are confiscated, so you literally do have to start again. So yeah, uh, Spirit is overprotective of his daughter, and we meet the Pumpkin Witch Blair, who lives here taking her fan service bath. It's almost like the, as you said, the mangaka had a, a thing, a for, thing for this because yeah. we get a lot of this in the first few episodes. We do because I she's didn't a, remember this much TNA. She's a lady, but she behaves like a cat. Yeah, in and a she, pumpkin house. Yeah, taking a bath, a bubble bath. Uh, Eater Soul Eater charges in and leaps right into Blair's ample bosom. Uh, Maka chastises him. Uh, witch lady. Uh, Blair escapes as Death uh, Death Sight spends the day drinking and making macking at a club Chupacabra, which is like a club in town. Yeah, yeah. while they get they get defeated, mm-hmm. um, I I think uh, you know because because oh Soul Eater is too overwhelmed by Blair's hotness to do anything, yeah. and she defeats them with a pumpkin pumpkin cannon, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Yeah. And uh, uh, Maka's like, that's all you care about. It's yeah, the way lady looks. But then while that's going on, to kind of build the parallel, Death Scythe is getting drunk at the Club Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Which I'm disappointed is not run by an actual Chupacabra, chupacabra but yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know what's going to, maybe well, someday. Chupacabras. It is. Chupa but. first name, Cabra last name. Um, but he's divorcing from his wife, Maka's mother, at the current time, failure after failure, as uh, our two intrepid soul eaters um, try to... Uh, defeat Blair, but she keeps using her pumpkin bombs and Halloween cannon. Um, and then it's just like a kind of a gender thing is going on here. Like, why do men always only care about that? Like, you need to focus on something else. Yeah. But, but Soul insists that he's too cool to care about that when clearly he does. Yeah, and then the main thing without this montage is that they're not vibing with each other. Seemingly. Mm-hmm. They, they, like, they are having trouble defeating this witch. Uh, just, you know, because they can't get into a groove with one another. Yeah. So some slick designs here. They all, the characters look good. Um, Blair uses her smashing pumpkin, mm-hmm. and Soul <laughs> is silenced by Blair's courting during the battle that's going on. Maka's trying to reach out to him, and he's just giving her the silent treatment. Yeah, seemingly. With because a, a sinister glare. Blair is constantly like, oh, wouldn't you rather, like, be with a woman like me? Mm-hmm. You know, ditch this square. <laughs> get with the pumpkin. Yeah. Get with the pumpkin. Uh, Lord Death and Death Scythe agree to let Maka and Soul fight their own battles, and there's something weird about this witch that we obviously know about but didn't tell the kids about. Yes. Mm. 
Soul Drops Maka doesn't want to be partners anymore. Only with Witch Blair now. Why do men cheat, Dan? Moonstruck, always circling back to that. Yeah, and... and we don't know how much of this is pre-planned, but Maka does have a very legitimate, like, venting about, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, you think that, like, oh, why, why do women do this, but then why do men cheat? Why mm-hmm. do, like, men abandoned, you know, good things mm-hmm. for, like, selfish reasons? Yep. But then Soul reveals that cool men don't cheat. Yes. <laughs> and in fact, this is all a ruse as they strike Blair and Soul eats her soul. Yeah, and in my opinion, this is a pretty iconic little moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because my my exposure to the series is limited, but I always remember this part where Soul like extends his scythe blade around Blair, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, kills her. Come yeah. on, take yeah. take my other hand. Yeah. We're gonna do this together, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a cool establishing moment for the yep. two of them. So he's seemingly becoming a death scythe, but nope, it's a dud. Blair was just a cat instead. Yeah, she's just a weird... A cat that poses as a witch woman human. Yeah, she's... That lives in a pumpkin. Just a weirdly powerful cat soul, not a witch, and she also regenerates back into her physical body. Because cats have nine souls. They do. Yep. So... Uh, The counter does go back to zero. Blair following along with this pair on their journey. I guess they're friends slash roommates now. Yeah. It's never explained. And no one really questions it. Yeah, she just hangs out now. Yeah. So. Uh, then we meet a ninja assassin, Blackstar, and his weapon, Tsubaki, hunting Al Capone and his men. The second intro episode is next. Outro, I want to be. And then Stance Punks is the, mm-hmm. the author, uh, the, the artist here. But cool outro, too. Yes. Bops all around. Uh, episode two, I am the star. The big man is showing up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, recap of the SWMA. Um, uh, Kishin, Death, Meisters, and Weapons, you get it. A young, um, Meister points his finger to the sky before leaping off Death Academy to meet a young applauding girl. He is Black Star, and she is Subaki. So. Yes. You know. The next, how we met. The next pair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, present day, hunting down Al Capone and his hundred or so associates, going over their assassin's rules, shadow, speed, and silence. Black Star follows none of these rules and leaps in screaming at the dinner table. And mm-hmm. Subaki's like, oh god, why do you act like this? Yeah, it's, it seems to be a regular thing for the two of them at this point. Yeah, Subaki is a chain scythe, can change into different ninja weapons, including a smoke bomb, um, I think a shuriken, and then there's a few more that pop Just up. Just like a later. regular ninja knife and then the, the chain blades. Mm-hmm. Enabling the pair to escape. Uh, Capone is after a witch... Um, then we get the laughing Majora Moon mm-hmm. to partner the laughing sun that we see, uh, acting more like a falling star, black star. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cute and he's, he's rough around the edges. He yeah. might come off as a little bit annoying. I, but... I did say, and that was like my initial watch of the series, I found black star insufferable, but now after rewatching it, I realize they're just us. They are. Yeah. yeah. You, you wouldn't have known it at the time, star. but that's that's what we, we turned into this duo. So yeah. mm-hmm. I said, let's see how this evolves with this rewatching. Subaki putting up with Black Star through patience and kindness, uh, looking for missions in the school, meeting with Maka and Soul Eater, all classmates and friends. Um, the two guys get along, the two girls get along, and they kind of just gel friend groups together. Yeah. Like Soul and Black Star are both kind of obnoxious in their own way. Yeah, they're buddies. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, but obviously Soul Eater and Maka don't want to talk about their recent setback, but yeah. they're back at square one, mm-hmm. so. Blackstar and Tsubaki call to Lord Death's room, uh, take my autograph, not lack of skill, but you need to get serious. Um, Al Capone is after a witch named Angela with a very powerful guardian. If you beat all 100 of his men and the witch, you can make Tsubaki a death site right there. 
but there's something else they should know. But of course, Black Star is like, I could just do it all in one swoop. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out of here. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah. So yeah. they don't even hear what Death has to say. They just kind of rush off. So yeah. Uh, Subaki says that they need a plan, but Black Star is insisting that they don't. Maka wonders why Subaki is paired with Black Star. She could be with anyone. But she chose him. Yeah, and we, the audience, are left wondering about mm-hmm. that, too, yep. for now. Uh, Witch Angela and her chameleon castle, all witches seem to be based off critters in this universe. Which I like. It's yeah. good. Uh, if you consider Pumpkin a critter. Yeah. yeah. Well, but she's not a true witch, so yeah. that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside, a lone swordsman, Mifune, keeps watch. Al Capo's men prepare to, uh, prepare to fight. Um, Blackstar is disgruntled at Tsubaki's need for a plan. I'll just sneak up on her and show her. Tsubaki is bathing, but she notices him and chucks a shuriken at uh, his head. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, bleeding. I'm going to die right here. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of Capone's men have been uh, defeated and turned into Kishin souls. Mifune leaps into the fray to fight Blackstar. Uh, Blackstar says he will easily defeat Mifune. Mifune prefers not to kill, especially children. And Tsubaki transforms. And Blackstar insists that I'm a big man. <laughs> Yeah, do, I, I find it difficult to stand in mirrors because yeah. I'm just so huge. Yes, uh, uh, Mifune gives his infinite sword technique, which is just throwing swords in the air. He's seven yeah. samurai style. He throws a bunch of swords around the battlefield so that he can bounce off of them or pick them up and wield them as needed. Yeah, we get Kingdom Hearts battle music, and I realize at this point in my life that Blackstar is just a recolored Sora. He is, he is. Mm, I really felt that, this viewing here. Um, but uh, doesn't want to kill a kid. Oh, Kingdom Hearts battle music. Blackstar disarms Mifune, only to have Mifune snag another sword, uh, warning you that uh, I don't want to kill a kid, it'll give me nightmares. Mm-hmm. So he gives them multiple attempts to just get out of there. Yeah. But, and, and multiple yeah. appraisals of, like, Blackstar's lack of, like, precision, because he's like, you're only surviving this because your weapon is carrying you at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, Blackstar is struck down, yet he gets up again. This is one of, kind of, Blackstar's tenants mm-hmm. that, no matter how much of a beating he takes, he'll always get right back up. Yes. Yeah. Chumbawamba style. <laughs> mm. Ooh, very good. Um, so, uh, warning you, I don't want to kill kids. Tsubaki transforms into a giant shuriken that is smoke bomb. Why can't you learn to be quiet, Blackstar? Um, so at this point, like, it's seeming that Blackstar is done. Um, you only survive thanks to Tsubaki. Tsubaki says he is wrong and Blackstar gets pissed. Uh, you want to beat me and make me look small. Blackstar's eye color changes and Tsubaki transforms into a short sword. Yes. Um, So analyze the opponent using the assassin's rule. Not the same kid that um, Mufune feels that he is fighting. Blackstar um, is actually Tsubaki in disguise at this point. Yeah. The cunning little ninja strategy they pulled off. They call this like their shadow style. And then um, Blackstar goes in for the kill and he has a Black Star big wave, which, like, attacks the soul and not just the body. Which is a tease of things to come, yeah. yeah. Uh, Black, Spar- Black Star prepares to give the final bolt blow, but it is revealed which Angela is just a child. Mm-hmm. With a little chameleon hat. Nothing, yeah. you know, obviously not a, a witch capable of, like, using magic in any threatening way. Just a kid. Yeah, so. but what's their story? How did they meet? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I found this kid. I felt bad for her. I I mean, it's given Casper and Wendy, yeah, it's it's or like uh, what is it, Wolf and Lo- uh, Lone Wolf and Cub? Like mm. he 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 seems to emphasize that he doesn't like killing kids and innocent people, so maybe he just came across this witch, Angela, and then you know decided to to protect her. Yeah. But we don't need to 
dwell on it. Yeah, but they, um, Blackstar is, like, coming to terms, like, Subaki's like, well, we could technically make a death scythe right here. This is mm-hmm. kid is easy pickings. Yeah. And Blackstar is like, well, it wouldn't feel right. Yeah, no. And it, he's the bigger man here. His morals are sure. Like a real tough guy, you know, wouldn't hurt a kid. So yeah. it's, it, it sees... And then we see kind of like the the flash in Subaki's eyes, like this is why I'm paired with him. Yeah. He's like an honorable, actually mm-hmm. heroic person. So uh, Death is watching all of this. They give the souls back to Lord Death, and Blackstar is in uh, training, peeking into the girls' bats. Oh, these two! Um, next time we look into the son of the Grim Reaper, Death the Kid, and his two twin gun weapons, Patty and Liz. However, he's obsessed with perfection. Mm-hmm. The perfect boy, some yes. may say. Um, but I do like this scene with um, Blackstar coming to terms, and it's like, you know, here's these souls back, I want to do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And everyone comments, like, he's a little bit deeper of a character than what I initially suspected. Yeah, he's overdramatic, but he yeah. lives by a code, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, episode 3, The Perfect Boy. <laughs> Death the Kid's Magnificent Mission? A recap, I'm sensing a pattern here. Uh, Death the Kid his twin weapons, Patty Thompson and Liz Thompson, are hunting down the Kishin Lupin, or a thief in a wolf costume. Our roots, Stan. Definitely. That's where we all started, almost. Uh, he has stolen many souls, but Death the Kid has guns and anime on his side. Mm-hmm. So he's able to make quick work. He holds them upside down and fires them with his pinky, which is not the most... Um, you know, efficient way to fire a yeah, gun. Yeah, but, but not good for, for gun safety or gun handling. Yeah, it's uh, Yakuza-style points, I guess. I don't know. But he also, when he, you know, lands in front of Lupin, he uh, tries to pull off, like, a Ginyu Force pose with mm-hmm. the two gun girls, uh, but but it fails, because yeah. uh, I think... Patty, you're not standing in the yeah, line. Yeah, they're not perfectly symmetrical. Yeah, and Dan, could you relate to Kid? I can very much, yes. <laughs> You understand that? <laughs> Uh, everything yeah. has to be symmetrical. Uh, our scene, of course, runs away during their squabbling with one another. Uh, kid has very obvious OCD. He goes, even your boobs are a different size. What about your hair? You dress differently. But they comfort Kid in the fact that he is a Grim Reaper um, and not asymmetrical garbage because he has three lines on his hair, like white lines yes, that are yeah. asymmetrical. So he himself is not, he thinks he's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of have to constantly build him back up. Yeah. Uh, report to Dad. You don't really need to be using weapons and souls. Kids insist that he will collect double the amount of souls since he has two partners. Yes. So 200 souls in total. Uh, Maka Soul, Blackstar, and Subake look at a new mission at their school bulletin board. Um, and Kid heads off to well, the... Yeah? And it's a big one. It's yeah. notably like a like a huge mission on yeah. this... And I like the, the setup range, here. Yeah. Like the, you know, it's like the RPG mission board yeah. that they have. But and they someone... haven't met yet, so they don't know that uh, Death even has a kid. Yeah, no, exactly. So they like they just know that some big shot took this mission that yeah. would, you know, net a lot of them a lot of points. So. Uh, kid heads off to the Egyptian Pyramid of Anubis in order to find a necromancer witch capable of making an army. And you got Persona Futaba. Yes. Vibes. Persona music is playing in the background. The whole time. <laughs> um, kid wants to see the symmetry and skate slash hoverboards over there. Uh, Soul and Blackstar rush off to see who took this big mission. And it's just a saunter inside. Lids doesn't really like this place. Uh, why do people close their eyes when they sneeze? Is it an involuntary reflex or do your eyes just pop out? And of course we get like the Liz Patty big sister, little sister thing. Like, you yeah, know, it's a trial. You can, you could test it next time you're sick, but if your theory is correct, your eyes will genuinely pop out. So, and, and it, with these, with, with death, the kid and, you know, Liz and Patty rent it. Like we do have, I think all of the, like 
good personality types covered for yeah. a rounded out cast. Yes. Like they they like ev- like every base is kind of covered in terms of like perspectives and stuff. I think in my opinion. Yeah. Uh kid is worried about his painting at home and he's like Yeah, your posters are off center. Yeah, it's leaning a little bit to the left or at least I think it is and they're like now's not a time for this. Um I'm worried. Oh no, the YouTube profile mummies are here now. <laughs> I I know this feeling so much. Yeah. Where I'll be out doing something, running some errands, and I'll be like, mm, mm. I got that one character spreadsheet at home that mm. I didn't get one of the details. I gotta I gotta mm. fucking update it now, yeah. or else it's gonna eat away at me. So I don't know. You compare me to Blackstar a lot, but I I, I vibe yeah. more with the kids. Yeah. Sometimes, well, you're all so. the male characters, and I'm all the female characters. That's true. Yeah. Types, so beautiful know. amalgam. It yeah. did work out that way. Um, but these mummies appear, they're kind of cute, they lick Liz, uh, Kid is gone, leaving Patty and Liz a note saying he went home to check the painting. Be careful in the pyramid, it's dark in there. Yes. Love, Kid. <laughs> uh, Patty and Liz can each transform into a gun and be used by the other, so that's a cool little talent we have that, I don't think it comes up again, but weapons could technically use other weapons if they need to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because they're sisters, but... And I am interested to learn more about the dynamics of this, like... In terms of their weapon abilities and everything. Like, it just in general, of mm-hmm. all of the, the death weapons. But yeah. I do like how these two are capable of, like, this Megatron setup where they can go and fire themselves and like that. And flip back and forth, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Necromancer Witch, who I think is cat-themed, we don't really see her that much. No, no she looks like a, like a hairless cat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sphinx cat, some may say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, is below calling to awaken the pharaohs, sleeping in the uh, sarcophagus behind her, before being dragged in and killed by the pharaohs, so this plan did not really work out to her advantage. No. And, and it, I like the narration here. He's, she's like, oh, he's got me. Oh, he's eating me. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead. Like, okay. Yeah. What was the plan here? <laughs> well, I... Hopefully to control him, but but yeah. obviously the no pharaoh one can is be not. His master. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's just she's a filler witch, so she's just. Uh, yeah. But she's gone now, mm. and she's been absorbed into the pharaoh, who for the time being is just acting still inside of his sarcophagus. Yes. We don't see him fully yet. Yeah. Uh, Maka and Blackstar thinking where the two idiots are, uh, running all over the place trying to find out who took this mission again. Kid realizes his painting was perfect all along and that he has to get back to the pyramid right yes. now. Because Patty and Liz need me. Uh, Patty and Liz get every soul or every mummy's soul before hearing rattled breaths. Uh, Patty walks further into the pyramid with Liz following horrified. Uh, soul and Blackstar ask their teacher, Sid Barrett, who tells them death has a son and that's who took on the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, kid finds a kitty ball and initially loves it, thinking it's symmetrical. Like, oh, what are you? But one eyelash is... Yeah. The, the one eye has an extra lash on it. You disgust me. And he smashes it. And kicks it away. Um, uh, then we hear Liz and Patty are in Shirabi. Uh, they're bandaged, like, you know, together. They're strapped down. And, you know, another quirky TNA scene. Yes. Even though these are young kids. I did not remember this much in the opening segments. I don't think it happens that often, either. I think it's yeah. like every time we meet a new character, they have like one TNA moment. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It seems like yeah, I didn't know how to feel about this. Um, bandage arm punches knock kid around. Kid can't do anything because the pharaoh is perfectly symmetrical. Yeah, the sarcophagus is yeah. is beautifully symmetrical, yeah. so kid is immobilized against it. Uh, kid is almost killed by a giant bandage hammer before the pharaoh emerges from his sarcophagus. I put down this is another cool mummy design. It's like big. It's obviously asymmetrical. Like, his limbs are, like, cut off. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. 
<laughs> I don't know how that fit design. in that sarcophagus, but yes, yes. He's great monster design, mm-hmm. so it, I, I think that's going to be a recurring thing here. So then, Kid is enraged that the Pharaoh is not symmetrical at all. You don't deserve to exist. Disgusting. Uh, in the deserts, so in the desert, uh, the twin have an odd number of souls, so they, they defeat this Pharaoh. He, like, blasts a hole through Yeah, with a huge yeah. barrage of, like, gunfire. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the twins find out they have an odd number of souls, and the pyramid collapses. I don't think this ever comes up again. I don't think they're striving to be a death scythe. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, we still have all these souls, and we're not going to give them to anyone or anything. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, you know. but death ends up confiscating them. And you also never see them eat souls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or Tsubaki eat a soul either. Well, well, they, the other ones just generally absorb them, right? Like, yeah. I think Soul Eater is the only, only one who eats, eats them. them. That's probably his quirk or whatever. Yeah, uh, Death punishes us. Oh, okay, so he confiscates them, as you said. Um, our three sets of protagonists, how do they measure up? Uh, prologue's over and the real story can begin. So do you have favorites so far for our main cast? I really like Maka because mm-hmm. I think she is different in terms of shonen protagonists. Mm-hmm. Like, she gives off a different vibe. and Yeah, she's not dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I also really like Death the Kid as, like, a, as, like, a humorous character. Mm. Um, but I also, as a pairing, I like Black Star and Tsubaki mm-hmm. probably the best. But I, I, you know, favorite character, probably Death the Kid okay. so far. Well, we'll see how that changes or alters over the course of the anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode four, Engage the Winch Hunter, a heart-pounding remedial lesson in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, evil monk Rasputin, Ra Ra Rasputin, is defeated handily by Maka and Soul. Mm-hmm. I guess they're in Russia at this point. They're always world traveling, which we'll get to a little bit later. And there's all these like anachronistic villains, like Jack yeah. the Ripper, yes. Arsene Lupin. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're just all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Soul Eater. Will they fight anime Hitler? Is the question, though, Dan. Well, we can only hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, Soul Eater eating more souls. A dream. Uh, Blair is perched on top of him again. Uh, boobs to egg imagery as Maka makes breakfast and walks in on the pair. And then, this morning isn't going to be cool, yeah. says Soul Eater, as he's flung outside of a window, and Maka is pissed. Mm-hmm. Again, that she caught him in this precarious circumstance. Uh, Maka, Soul, and company are all in the Crescent Moon class. Maka and Dan's like, what did they even learn here? Yeah, I don't know. what like, I still don't know what they learned I think here, I but... skipped the one episode where they like have a, a Naruto-style tuning exam. That's okay. written, but I actually really like that episode. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we watch it, but but it's one of the next ones coming Okay, up. as long as it's covered at some point. Yeah. But. Uh, Maka's still mad at Soul, hits him with a Maka chop. There's a rumor going around that their old teacher who died, Sid, so Sid, who we saw last episode, mm-hmm. has just died. Off screen, yeah. yeah. Um, a weird dude coming after students in the academy. Um, could it be a zombie? Could it be Sid that's come back to life? Um, Maka's father spirit is their new teacher slash substitute. Seemingly cool. Maka is just embarrassed to see him there. Yeah. And then like a recurring backstory element here is that apparently Sid was found dead with a statue of Liberty jammed into his head. Mm. And that when he reappears, uh, you know, the hole is visible or something, or he's going to do that to other, but we don't, we don't know yet, Mm -hmm. but uh, spirit is only taking attendance for the teenage girls. Gives Soul the lowest grade for the day, an E. Uh, Lord Death wants to see Maka and Soul in the death chamber. And Blackstar and Tsubaki attempt to get the drop on their path. Like, are they going to kill them? What? Like, oh, they turned their back on me. 
Yeah. yeah. But but Black Star is like monologuing out loud, yeah. so Maka and Sol uh, both notice him. So yep. so all four of these kids were sent into Sea Lord Death. Um, an extra less like extra lesson like for stupid people mm-hmm. is what Lord Death says they need. So you need to go to the graveyard. Well, yeah, you're gonna get some remedial lessons because you've both been pretty faulty lately. So you know you need to to go step things up, or you'll be expelled. Yep. Uh, sum up, my Meister and Weapons Watch Cry. Uh, all of you have zero souls. Extra lesson: focus on Sid, who is now a zombie. Yes. Um, trying to make students feel as free and unencumbered by death as he is now. Um, no idea who made him a zombie. If you fail this, you will be expelled. Yes. So high stakes for them for this remedial lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, in a cemetery at Sid's grave, uh, Maka is wallowing that she has to do this in the first place because mm-hmm. um, she doesn't feel like she's that bad of a student. No, of it's course. It's just the conditions that happen to her. And, you know, of course the boys are like, let's piss and shit on Sid's grave. <laughs> well, I'm like, why? <laughs> Did you not like him as a teacher? Uh, Subaki seems to be the only one concerned about this whole ordeal yes. that's going on right here. Uh, Maka is grabbed by Sid coming from underground and Sid is fighting with his own tombstone, which is a cool look. It's like a Street Fighter, Darkstalkers vibe. It definitely. I, I do love his design and the way that this fight is kind of choreographed yeah. with that. Uh, why are you doing this? Said Sid doesn't really have a reason. He just says being a zombie is amazing uh, and you have no chance at beating me. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Sid is a three-star meister and there are only one stars. Uh, Lord Death did make a comment during the Death the Kid episode that he was like, oh, I'm going to send a three-star on this mission. Mm-hmm. And Death was able to... Death Junior Death the Kid was able to handle that. Yes. So I don't know if he ranks by status or bloodline or whatever higher than the other kids. Yeah, it could... Like, or just perceived threat. Mm-hmm. I don't. Does it go higher than three? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I think three is like the, the teacher level. Um, you're all gonna die, Sid teaching while fighting, Weapon and Meister must connect. Uh, Sid used to be a Knife Meister, which comes up a little bit later on in the series as well, um, but he's kicking their asses even with a tombstone. Yes. Um, aren't you afraid of dying? Uh, like, you know, we get all these questions, introspectives, towards Maka especially. Yeah, like, taunting them. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a zombie, you can be free from all of that, yeah. so. All the kids are putting up a great fight, Maka says we experience fear to teach us, and that gives Maka the courage to fight even when she is afraid, um, which Lord Death, like, commends. Mm-hmm. Like, while him and Spirit are watching this battle through his mirror. Yes. Uh, Soul suggests having the pair try to create Soul Resonance, uh, which they accomplish. We get the Witch Hunter's Scythe, which is, like, their special move. Mm-hmm. Very they, cool looking. Yeah, yeah, it looks very cool, but of course it's the first time they use it, so Maka slips, sending the energy wave hurtling towards Blackstar instead. Who avoids it? Is like, are you trying to kill me? Yeah, and, but even then, the onlookers are still shocked that they were able to do it, and the power that it because it rips through the earth and yeah. then breaks the fence in the distance. So it's like it, it would have been a powerful move mm-hmm. had it landed properly. But you know, they're sloppy uh, now. Subaki and Blackstar see that Sid is using an assassin skill. Uh, Blackstar gets serious again and activates Trapstar. Yeah. Oh, because Sid <laughs> is is underground. Yeah. Yeah, using, like, he's snooping underneath the graveyard mm-hmm. to come up and punch them, so. Yeah, but using Subaki to kind of, like, triangulate where he is, mm-hmm. Blackstar is able to, like, intercept him. Yes. And then he eventually, like, you know, ties or chains uh, accidentally Maka to Sid. Mm-hmm. And she's pissed, like, why am I here? Yeah. It's like, you got in my way. Yeah. So he's, so he he is skilled, but maybe still not a team player fully. Yep. Uh, Death is speaking with Kid, Patty, and Liz. About the person who brought back Sid, uh, 
uh, was the spirit's first partner before Maka's mother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, another trained uh, death scythe, scythe, scythe master, whatever. Uh, Dr. Frankenstein. Yes. Yep. Uh, not to be confused with uh, Funkelstein from Nightmare Before Christmas or whatever he's called. Yeah, Finkelstein, Finkelstein from Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas. The guy from D. Gray Man. Yeah. The guy from <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, which one got started first? You think? I I, yeah. I I don't know. It might have been this one, but mm-hmm. there's everyone has a Frankenstein one. Yeah, uh, the greatest meister to ever graduate from the academy. Uh, the group is outside his stitched together apartment slash office slash laboratory. Yes. Which resembles him. And I like the building designs in this. Every building kind of des- resembles the person who lives there. Yeah. It's like, is that an evil witch house? Yes. It's shaped like a pumpkin. Yeah. You know? His soul is like, oh, he even added the little zigzag stitches to the exterior. So mm-hmm. if only we lived in a world like that <laughs> where we could make our house exteriors our faces. But mm. mm-hmm. Uh, episode 5, Enter the Ultimate Meister, Stein. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Frankenstein's backstory repeated for Kid, Patty, and Liz. Death is sure the group is going to die during this remedial lesson. Our Meisters and weapons wait outside Stein's patchwork laboratory with wind-up rats. Uh, Stein wheels out in his office chair, falling in the door uh, lip. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try that again, and he, like, retakes it. So, what are your first impressions of Stein as he rolls out? Oh, did I you, like him. Did you think he was a sinister villain the whole I, time? I didn't, because yeah. he was given off, like, you know, weird, unconventional teacher vibes, and I kind of expected that from him. Um, but I do like his, his quirks in tor- terms of how he analyzes things. He's constantly fiddling with the screw in his head, <laughs> like, trying to get it perfect, presume because that probably affects how his abilities operate mm. and i don't know he's he's just a really entertaining character so i i wasn't afraid of him necessarily yeah the kids well, you weren't afraid dad maybe <laughs> that was the that was the intention of the dark jonathan i'll go along i'm gonna show you something so terrifying here in soul eater like megan <laughs> megan too scary uh but the kids are like oh we shouldn't be rude we should let him just do it again but he keeps messing it up with this chair um, you kids need me for something. Um, and apparently Stein's motives are just experimentation and observation. Mm-hmm. Like, for science sake. Yeah, he's all about like science. like mutilating corpses and children. Yeah. He really doesn't care or doesn't seem to care. I am my own test subject. Stein points out that Maka and Soul Eater's souls are very different. Um, they only seem to be or seem to be in residence, but they're not actually. Uh, Maka can see souls too, which is apparently a trait of like a very um, prestigious meister. Well, yeah, yeah, like like when a Meister enters training, they start to gain the ability to do this, but apparently Stein is able to observe the soul, its power level, its resonance, and then gauge your character Their off of it. Their personality, yeah. Which is, like, a big deal that requires, like, a great deal of intuition and training to pull off, I think. Yeah. Uh, Blackstar and Tsubaki also have extremely different souls. Uh, he says, basically, Tsubaki's, like, calm enough to control Blackstar's wild soul, which is going... A mile a minute mm-hmm. and never sits still. Um, Stein fights Black Star from the comfort of his office chair. Uh, now that I have all my data, we can begin the experiment. So yes. he's kicking ass in this office chair, very Street Fighter once more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, scooting along. Uh, Spirit is drunk with Blair at her new job at the Chupacabra or Chupacabras. Uh, it's not going well with Maka. The divorce finalized last month. And Spirit's ex-wife doesn't want any contri- uh, contributions, you know, like um, alimony or something mm-hmm. for the kid. So Spirit is truly removed from the parenting yeah. process at this but point. But Blair, like, says, like, that doesn't mean you're not her dad, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you are kind of a scumbag, and maybe we can find you a new wife. Yeah. But Spirit's not hearing that. 
Um, uh, worst day. This is the worst that's happened to me since Stein was my partner. Mm-hmm. How fortunate that came up. Uh, Maka is also trying to fight as Stein overanalyzes or Stein analyzes her. Uh, something familiar about you. Oh, yeah, your father. That's right. He was my partner for like five years. Yeah. Um, but Stein did weird experiments on Spirit's body um, while he was sleeping. And St- uh, Spirit's like, oh, you know, every time I woke up, I had a different scar. He creeps me out. We never really jailed despite being partners like that. Yeah, and I think it only stopped. I because does he say that because Maka's mom noticed yeah. that it was happening or, it or death noticed yeah. it? So yeah. and then reassigned him. Yeah, you must be stupid, huh? What kind of subject would you make um, Maka's? There, Stein can master any weapon. Uh, mad, but a genius. And then Stein has this electrical electrical palm technique. That he doesn't need a weapon to access his power. That kind of disables Black Star. Fitting for a Frankenstein-themed villain. I'm, yeah. I'm glad they went with that. And then they explain, like, or it's either Stein or Death explains, like, soul resonance. Like, usually without a without a weapon, it's just like an electric guitar without an amp. Yes. And then with a, with a weapon, it's more powerful. Yeah, that's the amp. Uh, but, you know... Stein, by himself, is an exceptional case where he's able to, you know, get that power out of his own soul without needing a weapon on hand. Yeah. Uh, Maka's nervous after seeing Stein's gigantic soul, Mm -hmm. and Soul tries to warn her. uh, Where should I insert the knife first? We get this awkward, feely-touchy scene between Stein and Maka, where he's drawing on her stomach, Mm -hmm. you know, with a marker. Um, But after that happens, Blackstar can use... Also, like, revives and says, like, he can use his soul wave attack without a weapon as well. Yeah, which we already saw when he was fighting Mifune. Yeah. Um, so he does manage to get in a, a quick hit. Yeah. And this surprises Stein. Stein, but it does nothing. He's yes. He's like, oh, well, I matched my... Since you hit me that first time, I matched my resonance with yours, and that cancels it out. Yes. So I really don't feel the effects from that. Uh, when soul wavelengths are the same, it just passes through... Uh, Stein has an incredibly flexible soul, shocks Blackstar into unconsciousness, and lots of blood. It's like, oh, is he dead? <laughs> like, yeah, did like, he kill Blackstar? Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, kid, Liz, and Patty want to step in. Um, you are a Grim Reaper, not a student. Uh, from now on, though, Kid's like, oh, I want to enroll at this academy mm-hmm. to just, like, prove it to myself. And I guess Liz and Patty are along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. and so he doesn't want to, like, sit idly by with this anymore. Yeah, Sid warns Subaki to run. Maka is horrified. Stein Souls appear, appears enormous, as I said. And there seems to be too great a difference in power between these kids and Stein. Kid is struggling. Can't remember if he folded the tip of toilet paper in the shape of a triangle. While this is going on. Mm-hmm. So he's immobilized and, and you yeah. know, doesn't make it to the scene. Yeah, and even though I, I think Liz is like, can we go save those kids, maybe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they look like they're getting their ass kicked. But, you know, uh, kid's mind is on other things. Uh, Maka is hopeless, but Soul tries to convince her to not give up. Maka hears Soul, and maybe these kids are all a good match for each other anyway. They seem to balance each other and get themselves out of their funks. Yeah, definitely. When they're in them. Um, if we die, we die cool. Uh, Maka and Soul activate Soul Resonance, Witch Hunter, and Stein is impressed. Stein catches the scythe, and even though his glasses get a little bit cracked... He, he tanks the yeah, hit, he but it's clearly still a powerful blow, yeah. at least. Uh, Soul defends Maka to the end, but he just receives a pat on the head instead of a finishing blow. Like, yeah. you did good. You passed the remedial, remedial lesson. Yeah, you, you were willing to give up your body to defend the Meister, so that's a passing grade in my book. Yeah, and this is all according to Keikaku, as mm-hmm. always. Uh, Lord Death had this planned out from the start, and Blackstar isn't dead. He's just bleeding on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sid just became a zombie because he wanted to. 
<laughs> yeah. Which I, I mean is a very Dan Ryan. Does that move. get more of a follow-up? No. Or okay, no. Okay. He just wanted to be a zombie, I guess. He, as he emphasizes, he always, he always does. He, he speaks honestly, and he does what he wants. So. Yeah. Stein offers everyone to spend the night in his lab, but all the kids are like, "No, we're not doing that." Mm-hmm. And all the kids the next day are still tired in class and realize that Spirit is no longer their substitute, and Stein is their new teacher with his wind-up head. Yes. Yep. So only shenanigans should ensue mm-hmm. in the coming episodes. But any final thoughts on these first five of? Um, Soul Eater. Again, great beginning to this series. Uh, I like the dynamic that's been set up so far with the students and the faculty and just the general, I don't know, mission of this of this school. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to what comes next. Yes, uh, I do think they flesh it out a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, these first few episodes are a bit repetitive, mm-hmm. so maybe watch them with a little bit of space in between. But I do like these characters. I can't wait to see how this rewatch will affect me because I did... I did one briefly at, like, the start of this podcast early in my earlier days. I recall, But yeah. I only got, like, halfway through. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I... Just I... remember watching it all the way through and, you know, never returning to it again for some reason. No, of course. And I this, this would be my first time all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I'm just interested to see, you know, not only, like, if there's a myth arc that kicks in, but also some more world building. Because yes. it's, it's a very interesting premise. Yes, even though my next pick, uh, after this, we'll take a little break. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when mm-hmm. we get to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we go... Uh, anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, Dan. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, X, and Threads as King underscore Danis, where I hope to post more artwork soon. Mm, you can follow me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at LosingMyMindJK on Instagram and TikTok, and follow my uh, uh, my X at DrinkAndReadJK, mm-hmm. and you can follow my other podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater and Drink and Read the Podcast. Of course. So it's my time to preview, is it? Yes. You've been excited, haven't you? You've been plotting over there, too. So, uh, we do have lots of anime to get to. Yes. um, But in order to to keep things perfectly balanced, uh, as Death the Kid would want... Symmetrical. uh, With Jonathan doing a good movie podcast recently, Mm -hmm. I felt it only fitting that I would uh, add one in here before I get into my next block of anime. Mm -hmm. Which I am excited for, but I'm excited for this, too. Um, So, Jonathan... Mm -hmm. I've avoided doing something for a while, because oh, no. uh, we didn't have the format for it, but now, with Good Movie Podcast, would you possibly mm-hmm. like to finally see what uh, leads up to and happens during the Battle of Yavin? Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> Save me! <laughs> we hope you'll join us next week as we finally... Take a little anime theme journey oh. to a galaxy far, far away. It's a trap! <laughs> Not just yet, but oh. soon. Mm. Goodbye. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. 
However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.